Aging Options, how can we help? It's time to know your options and master your future. My life, my plan, my way. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. Know your options. Aging Options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayich, as well as his co-host, Tariq Ansari. Another fascinating edition of Aging Options. I am Tarak Ansari, Rajiv Nagayich alongside me here as we get you ready for yet another excellent Saturday, a special one as we close in on Christmas and New Year's. It's time to talk about aging and the options you may have. Wait, that means it's aging options. And four <laughs> big stories we have coming up today, including ways to lower soaring car insurance rates. And as we talked about, if you're if you're asked to act as an executor or even an agent under a power of attorney, should you accept? What does that really entail? We'll be talking about that. Also, COVID shots aside, how about a shingles vaccine? Hmm? And, you know, something that is not directly law-related necessarily, but why is decluttering a home so difficult? I mean, so many of us are dealing with housing issues, right? We want to be able to make it easy for our kids, make it easy for our loved ones. But uh, every time that we touch the basement, it's so hard to go ahead and deal with that. Why is that? We'll talk about that too. And very interesting. Four fascinating stories we have today. But the real story is you. What do you want to talk about? You can be a part of this show because this is for you. So give us a call at 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. Get your name in. We'd love to talk with you on this excellent Saturday. We're here with you until 11, so plenty of time. But get in now before the line gets too long. Again, 1-800-465-8770. But before we... Before we take some calls, let's get into our uh, first story here, which has to do with the car insurance rates on the rise. Uh, and, you know, I'm Rajiv, I think I'm like a lot of people. I'm like, I'm like you with, with this when I say I'd prefer to pay less. I think most people are that way. I prefer to pay less, prefer to trim whatever I can, including premiums here. So uh, are there ways retirees can potentially trim their premiums to avoid having to shell out a lot of cash for this? Of course they are. I mean, it depends. A, a lot of it depends on how you're approaching the issue, right? Uh, and the reason why this is becoming bigger is, like every, with everything else, uh, after the pandemic and with all this money being infused by the government into, into the economy, uh, insurance rates are going up. And we have always known that there is an insurance bias, in my opinion, against older insureds, older drivers. Uh, if you are going to rent a car, there's a bias against young drivers under the age of 25. You cannot rent a car easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, some companies will rent you a car if you're at least 20, but between 20 and 25, you get a surcharge uh, even in renting cars. Uh, same thing with when you turn 75 and over, there is an assumption that you are going to be a bad driver. 
forget the fact that you may individually be not be a bad driver, but as a group, people over the age of 75 are bad drivers, and, and they cause more accidents, and so their rates are going to be going up anyway. And on top of that, then you add the reality that everyone's insurance rates are going up. Insurance companies are using all this this wonderful pandemic as a wonderful excuse to say, oh, our rates are going up, our cost of business is going up, so we have to charge a little bit more. And so people are seeing their rates go up. And that's what this article is talking about. It's from Kiplinger, and, and they really are saying that on an average about 11.3% is what the raise is uh, year over year this year. And so the question is, what can you do to, to lower your rates? And it has several, uh, uh, I, I think this is a good informa informational uh, article in the sense it says, uh, believe it or not, there are people who are going to be able to lower their rates by improving their credit score. Now, Washington, interestingly, does not allow insurance companies to base rates on, on credit scores, but if you happen to be living outside the state of Washington, uh, credit scores do go into, and, and, and I've never understood the connection between credit scores and and insurance and driving insurance rates, right? Your car <laughs> insurance. Weird. but Yeah, well, hey, but, but it's there. It was there when I was selling insurance at Allstate. They had just introduced that feature that they would, uh, you know, when somebody would apply for insurance, the first thing that we would do is to put their name, phone number, address, social security number into the system, and it would run their credit score. And every now and then, they would decline it. If somebody's credit was really bad, they'd decline it. And as an insurance agent, I, I just thought it was wrong to go ahead and uh, take the two into account. But obviously, there are smart actuaries sitting in insurance companies thinking people who do not manage their finances responsibly likely may not be uh, may not be good drivers. So anyway, so that's one thing that you keep in mind. Then there the, there's the usual menagerie of things. Well, if your rates are going up, you still need to keep the insurance, increase your deductibles, decrease needless coverage. Take a look at the coverage. There are many times you have items that are thrown in there. You're driving a 15-year-old car. Do you need comprehensive and collision coverage on that car? The car's worth maybe $1,500, $2,000, do you need comprehensive and collision coverage on that car? And that's something that you have to take a look at. Uh, increasing your deductible from $200 to $500 on an average saves about you know, 15 to 20% in premium. So you could be taking a look at that. Um, before you buy a car, if you're, if you're going to be buying a new car, take a look. Call your insurance agent and say, this is the car I'm looking at buying. And, and insurance agents, a good insurance agent, can help you shop for the right car. And they'll know as to which makes and models have lower premiums, which makes and models have higher premiums. So don't just go and buy a car and then call the agent, you know, do it the other way around. Uh, and then compare. Uh, compare your coverages with different companies. And and if you are, if you've been with a company, I think this is one thing I used to say when I was working for the Good Hands Insurance Company, a good, good insurance company, mind you, I used to tell my clients that, you know, if you're with the company and if you've been with them for about 10 plus years, if you have a claim, if you have a pickle, I can usually talk to the claims department and point out that this is a long-term client. And every now and then, the insurance company would actually cut some breaks to the person, particularly if the agent is interested in keeping that particular client, right? Uh, but if you go to other companies, they may or may not have that loyalty factor. So... 
any more it does in my opinion pay for you to shop around just because you've been with the company 10 15 years doesn't mean that you should not shop around and you can you can get lower rates uh, you should also maybe combine coverages with the same company and you hear this in the ads playing around all over the place that if you have your home and auto with the same company you should be able to harness some additional discounts. So look into, into those issues. And finally, something the article doesn't talk about, but I think it is a it is something we should uh, think about is, why do you even need to? If you're over the age of 75 or 80, do you even need to own a car? If you're living in your own home, clearly you'll need to own the car. But today we have Uber, we have rideshare services, we have all sorts of things, so take a look at it. I mean, if you can limit your driving to one or two days a week, you can just afford an Uber cheaper than you can afford a car. You can call an Uber, you can call a cab, you can go do your shopping, you can come around. If you have children, family members uh, living close by, if you need something, you can you can call out to them. So it's not necessary that you have a car. And another alternative, if you are living in a retirement community, Retirement communities usually have shuttles they take you for your day-to-day -day shopping to their local areas and stuff, and you may not need a car if you're living in a retirement community, and so you can actually eliminate the need of a car uh, sometimes by choosing your housing option. So lots of different options up there. I sure would like to hear from you. If you are dealing with this issue, how are you dealing with the insurance issues, I would love to hear from you. What are you doing? Exactly. Contact us. Let us know what you think. 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. How do you feel about this? Or even issues we've talked about in the past? Issues we'll talk about in the future because we all know you're mind readers out there. And speaking of mind readers, uh, guess what? We have a call, uh, Rajiv. I guess we have a few minutes to take this call. And for the first time, actually, since uh, I began doing this with you, this is a return call. This is an individual who was on last week. Ray, who had a question about Social Security last week, he's calling in from Seattle. He's got an update for us. So, Ray, welcome on to Aging Options. Well, hi. Thank you. And thanks for the information on the, on the car insurance. So um, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> hey, I had a question about um, – I talked to you about uh, – I'm 67, and I'm thinking about – because of a heart issue I had, I was thinking about uh, applying for social, my Social Security instead of working to 70. Uh -huh. If I wanted to increase my my benefits, say just I'm just going to throw out a random number, like uh, two hundred dollars a month from what I, what they're listing as now. How much money do I have to earn a month or a year to do that? Oh boy, I mean that's a very uh, that, that that's a calculation that I have to do, and there's some calculators you can play around with. Uh, a few of them are online, but this is one I would say, Ray, uh, on the radio, I would not have any clue how to answer that question. Uh, email okay, me at radio, email me at radio at agingoptions.com, and I will send okay. you some links to calculators that you can use and play around with to see how much money. But to move okay. it by $200, it'll be a bodacious amount of money because Social Security is not based on the, the most recent, even though it is weighted towards the last three to five years of your earnings, but it is really an amalgamation, an average of 35 years of earnings. So if you just dump in a wagon load of money towards the end, it generally will not be all that helpful to move it to $200. I don't think it's possible to do it in two or three years because it caps out at roughly about $125,000 anyway. 
Social okay. Security okay. contributions are capped off at 125. So you can't put in 500,000 orders or 600 uh, towards Social Security. But email me and I'll send you some links and you can play around with the calculator to see how much it'll move. Okay. And I, I talked to you that I, I had a, um, a minor daughter. She's almost 16. And you said she could get up to 50% of benefits of, of what my half of my benefits. You know, what my benefits Half of your full retirement work. benefits. So whatever you would be receiving at your full retirement age, she would be entitled to up to half of that. Yeah. Till she turns 18. I, how, yeah, but how do I, you said the up to, what are the, where would I find the criteria for the up to 50%? You know what I mean? So Ray, this is the time that I'd say, you know, to, uh, go, Sarah, go to Social Security and set up my Social Security, that account up there. Once you set up that account, it'll give you it'll give you access to your statement that we used to get at one time in the mail. It's sitting right uh -huh. there. You can get access to that statement. It will also give you access to that calculator that I was talking about. And you can put in numbers up there and say if my income for the next three years is going to be the maximum $125,000, what will my Social Security look like? That's a uh -huh. great tool. I mean, the government really has done a good job there. So go get, get that set up. And uh, my wife was wondering if I decide to go on to get off her, her um, health care and go on to Medicare, I think you told me I could do that any time because I'm on her, on her health care. Yeah, you just There's need no... to get a letter from her employer when you apply for Medicare. They're going to say, are you over 65? Yeah. And then say, well, there's a penalty unless you can show us that you had equivalent coverage to Medicare. And clearly your wife would, would be able to show that. Yes. Okay. But how, how long does it usually, she's kind of wondering uh, how long it usually takes to switch over. I mean, once I apply and they get the letters, like two to three months, half a year? No more than two, three months, uh, usually a month. Oh, okay. Usually a month. Usually a month, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, as uh, I'm talking to you right now, I just logged into my Social Security account. It really is slick. You ought to do this. And, and for all my listeners, I'd say... <laughs> If you have not taken a look at some of these tools that are out there the government has created, these are really good tools. Go to Social Security and log into mysocialsecurity.com. Uh, no, not .com. It will be .gov or something like that. It will be ssa.gov is where you go, and then you can sign up. It's the niftiest tool. gives you all the okay. intelligence you want about Social Security. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, and this is probably something you might be able to help me with. The paperwork you know, it's probably kind of late in the, the deal, but, you know, after having a, a close call of my heart here, um, if both of us had an accident, we want to make sure that our daughter is taken care of. What kind of paperwork am I looking for to that to make sure, like, you know, the house and our finances and stuff go to her and a power of attorney to one of our, like, her godparents? Yeah, so you need basically either a will or a trust. That's the minimum thing that you're going to end up needing. And in that will or trust, you're going to need to do some thinking that if you were to pass on and your daughter at 16, who uh -huh. would become the guardian if you were to die? Both of you were to die right away. Who would you trust with that? And then have a conversation with them and make sure that you give them resources so that uh, is your daughter going to continue to live in the home? Are they going to come and live with you, uh, with your daughter in, 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 in the home that you guys have? Is your daughter going to move right, with right. them? These are things that you need to think about. What I'd suggest okay. to you, Ray, is that if you go to a lawyer and you just do paperwork, paperwork will give people legal authority to do things. What you need to do is to go to some thinking lawyer. 
which is a different proposition. Somebody who can walk you through all the details and nuances and help you create a real plan so there are written guidelines as to what needs to happen. Okay? Uh, you're, you're in Tacoma, right? Or I am in our main office is in Federal Way, but quite frankly, we are open globally with Zoom. I mean, today oh, okay. I have people, literally people from all over the country who have become my clients because of Zoom. Right. Okay. Well, that's so, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I can just call your office then. Yep. Call the office and you can talk to one of the attorneys up there. And I promise you, it'll be a different experience. This is done. I well, train yeah. all my attorneys. I've been listening yeah. to you for years back when you used Pete Talbot, <laughs> you know, being your host. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you very much. And you guys, Thanks. both of you have a Merry Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas to you as well, and A. John. Okay, thank you. Bye. You bet. Excellent. Yeah, great hearing from Ray again. Um, and that's some great advice, Rajiv. Uh, we started out hearing about car insurance, and then we got into uh, that Social Security website, which I didn't really even know about how slick it was. So that's excellent stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be like Ray, get a lot of excellent information on this ten during this 10 o'clock hour, then give us a call at one 800 465 8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. Our board up, Paul Holden, has his hand right on the phone as we speak. The dial to pick up time is world record. Just world record. Uh, but, Rajiv, we have to head to a break here. Before we do, we have to get to our segment, the segment that the entire Seattle area has us famous for. What year was it? So what year was it when the Beach Boys released their greatest album, Pet Sounds, when Batman and Star Trek debuted on TVs all across the country. Gas was just, get this, 31 cents a gallon, Rajiv. My goodness. Can you imagine if gas was still that cheap nowadays? <laughs> sure, the premiums wouldn't be such a big problem if it was that cheap. Nope. That's Not right. at all. <laughs> this, Not at all. Yes, indeed. And this was the most popular song of the year. Fun fact, that's actually, it's not the Beatles, it's the Monkees, although I thought for the longest time this was a Beatles song. But what year was this the released? Monkeys, yeah. It's the Monkees, yeah, but it sounds so much like the Beatles. But is it released 1966, 1967, or 1968? We will give you the answer right before the 11 o'clock hour. You are listening to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. It's your turn to join the program. Give us a call at 800-465-8770. Once again, that toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Aging Options will be right back after this. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253 564 one zero zero six two five three five six four one zero zero six or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Homewatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. You know, 
I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. <laughs> I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayach. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. This is Rajiv Nagaj. With over a decade of experience practicing elder law, without hesitation, I can say that traditional estate planning can prove to be a recipe for disaster. Simply having a will or trust, powers of attorney, and living will does not fully protect your assets or help keep you out of institutional care settings or prevent your incapacity from becoming a burden on your loved ones. Join me at the next seminar and let me show you how to avoid the mistakes I see too many retirees make in planning for retirement today. Concerned about outliving your savings, paying retirement medical, or passing your estate to family instead of the government? Radio host Rajiv Nagayich has been helping people realize worry-free golden years with simple planning and implementation. Join Rajiv Nagayich of LifePoint Law in person today at 1 p.m. in Federal Way. Learn more at LifePointLaw.com. The seminar is free, and what you learn will save you thousands. State safety guidelines will be in place to ensure your health. Visit LifePointLaw.com now to register. You guys have both given me just outstanding information that I could research and head further in. And uh, I get a lot of advice uh, listening to your show, plus the two times I've called you, and I do appreciate it. Oh, oh, you hear that? I guess that means uh, we're back as Santa says ho, ho, ho over the radio. We are here, (laughs) Aging Options, right here on AM 770 KTTH. We hope you're getting into the holiday spirit. And if you weren't before the show, you are required to, uh, according to our bylaws here. But uh, let's just (laughs) letting you know, (laughs) give us a call. uh, 1-800-465-8770. We are here for you. We just heard from Ray in this last segment. And we're looking forward to hearing what you have to say, issues you may have. We're here to answer them. Okay, well, Rajiv is here to answer them, but I'm here to help you get it on air. 1-800-465-8770. And, Rajiv, I, got, I just got to say, uh, this last segment, you know, you helped you helped out with a lot of – you packed a lot of advice into 17 minutes. I think you might have gotten a Guinness World Record right there. Say I wanted to get a the Costco version of that advice, you know, not just the micro version you hear on the radio, but like the Costco wholesale, excellent, sweet deal version. Where can I hear that and how can I hear that? You know, the easiest way you can hear that is come to one of the seminars, the very last seminar for the year is today at one o'clock in our Federal Way campus. And in that seminar, we it's about an hour long. In that seminar, we talk about, in a more organized fashion, all the little details that we talk about on the air. What is planning look like? What is normal planning? I mean, if you didn't come to us, what does your planning look like today? 
and why that gives you a 70% chance that you're not going to succeed, that you're going to either grow old, fall ill, end up in a care facility against your wishes, become a burden to your loved ones, or lose money to uncovered care costs. I mean, I'll show you why that happens. But then the more important thing that I do is to then I break it down and say, just do these little tweaks to your plan. And instead of having a 70% chance of failure, give yourself an 80% chance of success. Do you see the two whites up there? I mean, there's so much of a variation you can do, and it's all up to you to do it. No one else can do it for you. So that's what you can do today at 1 o'clock on the Federal Way campus. And so let's say I wanted to sign up for this. I want, I want to show up at 1 p.m. You know, I want to spend a Saturday the right way. How, like, how can I do that? Is it difficult? Is it going to cost me any money to see you today? It, like, how, how is that going to work? Yeah, so it's, it's pretty easy. I mean, uh, you can go to lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. And you can just register and you can get all the details. Uh, the address uh, and everything, it will give it to you. And it will just let us know ahead of time that you're coming. But you don't even have to register today. If you're out and about in the area, in the Federal Way area, just show up. At uh, We start promptly at 1 o'clock, and by about 2, 2.15, we are done. We don't keep you there much longer. And as far as the cost is concerned, there is no cost to this. This is really my way of saying that I, I've wanted to change the way Americans think about, plan for, and navigate through retirement. And this is my way of giving back to it. So there's no cost to it. You just show up and you'll get world-class education, I promise. You're not going to get too many other places. Wow. Rajiv, that sounds like an excellent deal. And it's happening 1 p.m. today at LifePoint Law's Federal Way Campus. Uh, if you live in Tacoma, it's no more than 10 minutes north, all right? Seattle, 20 minutes south. And Olympia, it's not too far north either. It's a central location. It's super close. I'm telling you what, it's a nice Saturday. Spend it the right way. Make it an even nicer Saturday. Some people might be having a good Saturday. Have a great Saturday. Go to the LifePoint Law Seminar today at the Federal Way Campus. 1 p.m. is when it starts. Rajiv will be there. And there, I think there's like a liner at one of our testimonials that says, Rajiv is the exact same person that he is over the air. And let me say, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I know. I like. I will say it because he, he can't because I'd be, I think it would be kind of funny if he did say it. But it's true. Again, 1 p.m. Federal Way Campus today. Do check it out. And uh, let's get to our second story here, Rajiv, as uh, I thought this one was really interesting. So before you say yes to being an, ex an executor, here are some reasons you may want to think twice. Uh, now, I'm oh, sorry, an, an ex-executor. I, I said uh, but No, I was going to go ahead and say that. Well, you can be an executor <laughs> all day long. The, 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 jail, the city jail is looking for some executors, I bet, or the prison system is. Uh, but if you want to be an executor, <laughs> that's a totally different thing. Yeah, I don't be, know why I, they I, call I, it an executor, right? I mean, think about it. Why would anyone be an a, an executor, which spells exactly like executor, right? Why would you want to execute a document? Let's kill exactly. off this document right now. Let's get it done and over with. 
<laughs> and it's, especially for nearsighted people like me, when we see on small text and we're reading this, by the way, we're reading this excellent article as you can find on the Aging Options blog uh, on the Aging Options website. They're put together by Tony Boland, who does a great job. But yeah, e executor and executor are spelled way too close. Whoever in, I don't know if it was a Latin thing. I don't know if somebody was like, you know, like making a dictionary back in the day. I'm sure that's how it worked. You know, they, they need the talking to, you know, they need, they need, they need to be told what's, what's real. Um, but anyway, executor, executor of the estate. That's what we're talking about here. So uh, we, we want to think twice about this before we say yes. Now, why do we have to, uh, Rajiv, why do we have to think twice about uh, being an uh, executor? I have to like, think before I say it each time. An executor uh, in this case. Are there things we may have to worry about going forward? Well, first of all, let's take the reality, Tarek, that, you know, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, um, I am thinking about, Tarek, uh, of naming you as my agent under the power of attorney and executor. So when I die, will you help me out? Will you help my estate out? And obviously, we will all probably blindly say yes, particularly if you like yeah. the person. There are very few people who say no. The problem with that thinking, which is what the article is pointing out, is that we don't know what we're getting into. We don't know what we are signing up for. And uh, over the years, I have I have said that, and then let's see if this is wrong. And and again, if you're a listener, I want you to really call and tell us whether if if you've ever played the role of an executor, or you have played the role of a personal representative or agent under power of attorney. If you played those roles, tell us and tell us about what your experience was. Yeah. And, when at the planning, go ahead. And Rajiv, I want to mention if they do want to call again, the yeah. phone number. 1-800-465-8770. I mean, we prefer you talk about executor things and not executor things, but also other <laughs> uh, stories we have mentioned here on Aging Options. Again, 1-800-465-8770. Be part of the conversation. And Rajiv, continue. So, you know, one of the things that, that is uh, done that, that we know, one of the reasons why people engage in legal planning is because they want to make it easier for their loved ones. It's all intended for all the right reasons we should be doing legal planning. And legal planning is going to be about preparing a will, preparing a trust, preparing powers of attorney, preparing living wills, uh, community property agreements, uh, handling of remains, mental health advance directives, all these documents. Why do we want to do that? The underlying thinking behind planning using legal documents is that if I give my people, the people I'm naming as my agents in whatever role, if I give them the legal authority by putting it in writing and getting the proper uh, execution of these documents, like their witness notarized and all that, then life will be a whole lot easier for my agents. And I think that uh, is true to a very large extent. If you have to deal with somebody else's affairs without the backing of legal documents, it is a much more difficult road ahead. But to say that I will not be a burden because I've done the documents, that also is a bold-faced lie. Why? Because think about it just rationally. So you prepared a power of attorney, you prepared a will, and you named your oldest boy to be the executor of the will, and the oldest boy to be the agent under the power of attorney. Power of attorney is a document that is only going to be appropriate to use while you're living. It gives your son the ability to manage your financial affairs. So uh, think about what you're going to be asking your kid to do. When I am no longer able to manage my finances, you said, I totally trust and love you, and I am going to give you the legal authority to do what? 
pay bills, file my tax returns, manage my financial holdings. If I happen to have a business, wrap up the business or run the business. If the if if I own some pets, if the dog starts barfing, go take the dog to the vet. Uh, if the plumbing starts leaking, you call the plumber or go to Home Depot and start doing what you need to to fix the plumbing. But I don't want to be a burden to you. How does that work? How do you pull out the trick, Mr. Houdini? Tell me this. You are preparing a power of attorney, deliberately naming somebody in that power of attorney. You're naming somebody to be the executor and saying, you're going to do a lot of these things, but I, I don't want to be a burden to you. That's what this article is talking about. That at the, at the forming stages, we do a pathetic job of preparing legal documents. And because we basically say, you'll figure this out. We don't tell them how to figure it out, nor do we give them resources to figure this out. And what this article is pointing out is that, okay, if you're an executor, here's what you need to know. If you're dealing with a larger estate, let's say it's about 5 to $6 million or more, then you had better set aside about two to three years to go through the estate. If you're dealing with a smaller estate, you better set aside about, uh, set aside about 16 to 22 months to go through that process. And what are you going to need to do during the process? Well, it'll be basic things like you will have to take time to find where all the assets are hidden. So if a person has rented out some storage units, you'd better know where the storage units are. You probably are going to need to take a look at every bank account, every savings account. You'll need to know where the gold bars and the bullion is hidden, you know, little collectibles and stuff like that. So you'll have to do all that. So it takes time, one. Number two, you have to be an investigator. Number three, you are a fiduciary. You are actually liable under law to act in the best interest of all the other beneficiaries. You have to put your own interest behind the interest of all the other people. And so if the other people don't like what you're doing, they can sue you. And look, we live in a country of rights. Everyone has rights. Nobody seems to, in America, have responsibilities. We all have rights. We have the right to drive a car. We have a right to do whatever we need to do. But we don't seem to have any responsibility. No, that's not my problem. That's what the lawyers have effectively done, is to create a country of rights with no responsibilities, which means every beneficiary has the right to make sure that you're going to do right by them. The heck with their brothers and sisters and siblings and other people. You're going to do right by them, so you're going to be the lightning rod from a lot of different places. So if you're going to be an executor, if you're going to play the role of an agent, then there's a checklist of things you should be asking that is completed before you accept that role. You want to know where all the assets are. You want to know how you will be able to access all the documents. You want to know what resources are going to be given to you. It's one thing to say that, I okay, I'll be your agent. And it's yet another thing to say, I'll be your agent if you tell me that you have an accountant who prepares your tax returns because I have zero interest in preparing my own tax return, leave aside preparing yours. And if that's what the job comes with, managing finances, preparing tax returns, 
dealing with the healthcare community, you better tell me which nurse, which doctor, which care management company I will be able to work with and delegate that responsibility to. If you can delegate and you can oversee, that's a different thing. Most of us should be able to do that. But if you cannot delegate and you can't oversee and you have to do it all, I would say think twice. Tarek? That's an excellent point. I was kind of taking some notes there. Honestly, on the side, just like, yeah, yeah, I probably should know this kind of stuff. Uh, and let me tell you what, uh, we're a little over here for a break, but uh, let's first do our segment, What Year Was It? So what year was it when the Beach Boys released their seminal album, Pet Sounds, Batman, and Star Trek debuted on televisions all across the country? Gas was just 31 cents a gallon. That was it. And this was the most popular song of the year. Just classic. Just classic guitar line. Was that song released in 1966, 1967, or 1968? We will give the answer before the 11 o'clock hour. And just a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, give us a call. 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. We have just about 24 minutes left for your calls. Be sure to call in. You're listening to AM 770 KTTH. We're here to take your questions. The number to call is 800-465-8770. Once again, that toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Rajiv and Tarek will be right back after this. This is Rajiv Nagaj. With over a decade of experience practicing elder law, without hesitation, I can say that traditional estate planning can prove to be a recipe for disaster. Simply having a will or trust, powers of attorney, and living will does not fully protect your assets or help keep you out of institutional care settings or prevent your incapacity from becoming a burden on your loved ones. Join me at the next seminar and let me show you how to avoid the mistakes I see too many retirees make in planning for retirement today. Concerned about outliving your savings, paying retirement medical, or passing your estate to family instead of the government? Radio host Rajiv Nagayich has been helping people realize worry-free golden years with simple planning and implementation. Join Rajiv Nagayich of LifePoint Law in person today at 1 p.m. in Federal Way. Learn more at LifePointLaw.com. The seminar is free, and what you learn will save you thousands. State safety guidelines will be in place to ensure your health. Visit LifePointLaw.com now to register. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do. We know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. 
Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. <laughs> I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayach. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. There are so many issues involved in aging that you cannot possibly even begin to think of them all. But if you go to an aging options seminar, they will tell you a lot of information that will help you a great deal. Beautiful sight, we're happy ho, tonight. Ho, ho. Gosh, Santa bringing us back right here on Aging Options. You're listening to Aging Options right here on AM 770-KTTH. And as that caller mentioned right there as we were coming back, uh, a good thing to do is to go to an aging, op- aging options seminar. And, man, Rajiv, I, I'm bummed out. If only there was one happening today at 1 p.m. Oh, wait a minute. There is. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> That's right. Today at 1 o'clock. I mean, this is the last one for the year. I think if you're out and about, don't put it off any longer. Uh, we still have a little bit room for a few of us to come in. Uh, so come on down. Uh, the address, by the way, if you don't know what it is, it's in Federal Way. It's just a mile uh, west of I-5. So it's easy to go ahead and find. The address is 31919 6th Avenue South. It's right off of uh, the 320th Street, uh, the main main drag up there. It's on the right-hand side as you go west. And just show up at 1 o'clock. We'll have a chair waiting for you. Yeah, and I, that's what I love is that you guys, um, you guys have this system where you know, let's say day of, I'm like, oh, I hear about the seminar. There's not a complicated call in and then sign up and then all this. You can just show up. You'll be there. You'll be set. And we get to see, we get to see you in person, Rajiv, which I, I think is kind of a prize in itself. But you know, the info, I guess the information is what you come for. But we get to see you as well. And the fact that it's a free life planning event, um, it's the last one of the year. Like this is the final one. This is a great chance for people. Uh, for individuals especially um, who are a little older, but also people my age to learn about this kind of stuff, to become more aware. Uh, it's, just, it's a great opportunity to learn. So, again, 1 p.m. today, the LifePoint Law Federal Way Campus. Uh, you can show up, and you have a seat there. That's right. 1 p.m., be there. Rajiv will be there. It's going to be excellent. And, uh, Rajiv, I think we have a, we may have a time for one call here, I think, as we have uh, waiting on the line Jeff from Owala. So, uh, am I saying that right? Owala? Or is it? Olala. Olala. Ah, good. Good to hear. I always mispronounce uh, those Washington State city names. So, good to know. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How can we help? I turned on your show and. You, you you struck a nerve with me because I went through a uh, a five year period with an executor who didn't really want to settle in the state with the heirs because she didn't like the heirs. But the point that uh, that you that the host made about if someone is an, an executor and they're having problems settling this state, go to a professional. 
hire an accountant, forensic accountant, do whatever you got to do, but just don't sit on it because all you do is run up attorney bills and cause ill will in a family. Totally. I mean, totally. And I'm so glad you did. So how did the, how did the estate settle then? Uh, how did it come well, to a close? Well, I, I had to hire an attorney. It took five years. My attorney <laughs> said, you don't have to, don't claim, don't, you know, we went to court multiple times. Don't claim malfeasance when incompetence will do. Yeah. Finally, the judge said, finally, the judge said, look, settle this. This was a small estate, less than, you know, three quarters of a million dollars, which is, you know, that's money still. That's a good chunk of money yeah. for most people, but. And this person is passed now, so I'm not going to disparage this, but this person worked in the banking industry the whole, their whole life, and you would assume that they had the knowledge and ability to execute the wishes of the will, which were simple and straightforward, but they did not, and they did not seek outside help. They tried to do it all themselves, and all they did was create ill will and and profit from to a, a couple different attorneys. Absolutely, and well said, Jeff. So uh, the question I have for you is, what are you doing different in your life? What have you done different to make sure this doesn't happen to you? Well, I'm, you know, I'm 65, and I'm a single man, so I've, I've got, you know, my living trust created my will. I've talked to my uh, beneficiary. I said, here's, what, here's where it's at. Here's what to, it's coming to you. I've basically just gone straight forward because those of and, you know, the thing that gets me about this kind of stuff is, and you probably talked about it before, this can be a multi-generational kind of a curse. Yeah, yeah. We go from one one will to another without yeah. the proper administration of that will in a timely manner. Yeah, and like no the doubt. program is saying, it doesn't have to be, and it shouldn't be, if there's good uh, creation of instructions and delineation of what's there to be distributed. Well said. Well said, Jeff. Thank you. I'm glad you called in to chime in on that issue. And I Thank hope you. you have a good good holiday season and age on. And what a great call that is, Tarek. I mean, because that's the real life people live in. These are not in yeah. absentia, you know. And so uh, one of the key details that is missing in legal planning is a family meeting. It is so critical that when you do planning and you're going to do planning that impacts multiple people, you sit down with people, make sure there's transparency between everyone, and everyone knows what to expect when things happen. It's not that difficult. But you need to go, like I said, to a thinking lawyer, not just to a lawyer who's going to be churning out documents from their from their uh, estate planning portal, if you will, in, in the office. And, and there are enough good attorneys out there. You just need to go be working with a good attorney to get this done. Tarek? Exactly. No, communication is key. And great, and great point there, Rajiv. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to come on and make a great point, we still have a couple minutes for you. Again, the phone number is 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. Uh, Rajiv, I think we're going to have to take a break here as we are hitting the 45. 
the, the 45 hitting the 45 minute mark on this hour but i'll tell you what we're gonna real quick play our game what year was it so what year was it when the beach boys released the seminal pet sounds when batman and star trek debuted on tv i used to call that star trek but apparently a lot of nerds corrected me so it's star trek ladies and gentlemen don't get it wrong gas was just 31 cents a gallon that was it and this was the most popular song of the year with rajiv on lead guitar Man, this is impressive. Gee, you're really killing it. This is incredible. Filming me? I know. Yeah, this, you, did a, you did a great job. <laughs> All right, so what year was it? Last train to Clarksville. Was it released in 1966, 1967, or 1968? We'll give the answer in just about 11 or 12 minutes. Donna from West Seattle Island, we're going to get to you first thing after this break. You're listening to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. Now's your last chance to call into the show. The toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Once again, dial 800-465-8770. Rajiv and Tariq will be right back with more aging options right after this. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here and... We'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. (laughs) I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayich. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. This is Rajiv Nagaj. With over a decade of experience practicing elder law, without hesitation, I can say that traditional estate planning can prove to be a recipe for disaster. Simply having a will or trust, powers of attorney, and living will does not fully protect your assets or help keep you out of institutional care settings or prevent your incapacity from becoming a burden on your loved ones. Join me at the next seminar and let me show you how to avoid the mistakes I see too many retirees make in planning for retirement today. Concerned about outliving your savings, paying retirement medical, or passing your estate to family instead of the government? Radio host Rajiv Nagayich has been helping people realize worry-free golden years with simple planning and implementation. Join Rajiv Nagayich of LifePoint Law in person today at 1 p.m. in Federal Way. Learn more at LifePointLaw.com. The seminar is free, and what you learn will save you thousands. State safety guidelines will be in place to ensure your health. Visit LifePointLaw.com now to register. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. 
Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Listen to the show every week. You guys do a great job. We were in Portland heading south, and we are about 20 miles southwest of Salem, Oregon, and you guys are coming in loud and clear. Ho, ho, ho. Right, Santa, loud and clear. Even Santa agrees we're coming in loud and clear all over the northwest. You are listening to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. Glad you could join us. Just a couple minutes left as, uh, well, we promised that we would get to our caller right here, Donna, from West Seattle. So, Donna, oh, sorry, I should say West Seattle Island because that's what I always like to call it. Donna, welcome (laughs) to the program. Yes. Yes. I have a question. Yes, Donna. Okay. I'm interested in some of the... Uh, some dangers or cons of transfer on death deed. I've been reading up on it. I have a house, which is the only asset I really have. It's going to be worth about a million dollars. And is that going to be subject to our inherit- to inheritance tax if I do a transfer on death deed? What is the size of your overall estate, roughly in what ballpark, when you put all your cash well, assets, about everything. a million. About a million. Come again? About, about a million? About a million. Yeah. Yeah. So there won't be any death taxes for you to worry about. Death taxes okay. or estate taxes are levied on estates that exceed $2.193 million, and it'll be going up a little bit in 2022. So it'll be about $2.2 million plus. So you don't have death okay. taxes to worry about. Your question about okay. the scams uh, that are played, uh, are there scams? Clearly there are scams. The fact that you have, uh, that you're seeing a product that is out in the marketplace means somebody had a problem and to solve the problem, there's some enterprising young person or some business people who got together and said that we can solve this problem. So what's the problem? The problem is somebody forges your signature on a deed they sell the house and they record the deed, and before you know it, the house is no longer yours. That's the problem that they were trying to go ahead and solve. How does that happen? The question that you should be asking is, is that a real enough problem for me to really take action to the whole thing? My, and my, you know, my, my educated uh, uh, counsel to people is, yes, it has happened. I do not know the circumstances under which happened, whether whether it was a family member who had forged a signature or whether it was a total stranger who had just uh, at random done it. My suspicion is that if it was a stranger at random doing it, there would be a whole lot more of that stuff going on. We do not live in a society where somebody should be able to just take Donna's name and put her name on a quit claim deed and sell it to somebody without somehow protecting Donna. You know, just because it has happened a few times, my suspicion is it happened when there are family fights and somebody was probably given a power of attorney and they misused the power of attorney, etc. And someone saw a business opportunity and said, okay, well, let's start selling insurance to people. I honestly do not believe that this is a risk worth insuring against. So this uh, insurance that people are selling you 
is really fool's gold. I think, you know, I, I have not read even the insurance contract because I don't think it's a big enough problem for me to say to my clients, oh, you need to act on this. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, but I wasn't really in- asking about that. But thank you okay. for the information. I yep. have read that if you do a transfer on death deed, that the property may be hung up or not be able to be sold for three years. Is that is that a problem? No, not really. Transfer and death deed is a transfer and death deed. It's like writing a beneficiary designation on the home. Uh, in my uh-huh. experience, we have not had any hang-ups about the whole thing. Now, what does hang it up is this. That when somebody, let's say they, your only asset is the home, you've done a transfer and death deed and you're going to leave it to your children. Your estate owes money to third-party legitimate creditors. Maybe you were in a hospital before you died, and the hospital bill has not been paid. Maybe a roofer came and did some work on the house, and that bill has to be paid. It would be unfair for your beneficiaries, who you have named in your deed, to receive the house, and the, the roofer and these other people are going to be left out in the cold. So we give creditors up to a minimum of two years to bring a claim against the estate. And if there is no asset in the estate, because the asset was distributed to the children by a uh, by a beneficiary designation, then the creditor has the right to go after that beneficiary and say, hey, your mom died, but this is the amount of money you guys owe me. Somebody needs to pay me. And the court will support that type of a claim. And if the creditor wants to argue that you were trying to just defraud me from what you owe me, then there is no two-year limitation. It's a lifetime limitation. So even though you can do things like I can avoid probate and I can do all sorts of wonderful things by doing transfer and death deed, etc., the goal of probate should be that you want to make sure that when your children get the money, there is total clarity that they are not going to be harangued or harassed by other people that maybe that house is not all your beneficiaries, somebody else's owed money. And to do that, my suspicion is uh, avoiding a probate, yeah, it saves a little bit money, but it may cause a bigger headache for your people. So you have to really think about all these things. It just is yeah, not avoiding probate. Yeah. 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 Okay, and then another quick question. If I die and uh, this money left in my checking and savings account, is that frozen or can it be used to settle up some credit creditors? No, it's not frozen. I mean, when you're dead and, and, and your your name was the only name that was on the checking of the savings account, then your heirs will have to get permission from the court through a probate process to be able to access that account. That's you the know, only I thing that will happen. Heir- Okay, well, I have my heir on my checking account, but I don't know. Isn't he supposed to be like a co-owner or something? So, yeah, I mean, he'll have to be a joint owner, no, or he could be just a signatory on the account. A joint owner will give him access to the account immediately. And so I'm not sure if he is a joint owner. He's just the power of attorney with his name on my checking account. So I just call the bank and ask them that. Yeah, just call the bank and say, you know, is my is is this person a joint owner or not? If not, then you may want to make okay. them a joint owner. And there are pluses and minuses to that. If your if your heir gets involved in a lawsuit or gets through a divorce then they technically own 50% of the house or at least a portion of the house. So think about it before you put the name of the person as a joint owner. Sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's not going to happen with him. Okay, do you have? I'm looking at articles online. Do you have a good article for understanding this transfer of death deed? I don't. Email me at radio at agingoptions.com, dear, and I'll try and get you something. Okay, radio okay. at agingoptions. Thank you very com. much. Thank you, Thanks Donna. So Age on and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Donna. And uh, just a reminder, we got about 60 seconds left. So what year was it when the Beach Boys released Pet Sounds? Batman and Star Trek debuted on TV. Gas was 31 cents a gallon. The Monkees had the most popular song of the year. Our board up, Paul, guess, what is it? 1966, 1967, or 1968? 67. All right, Rajiv. 66. Rajiv, you are absolutely 100% correct. You win. Paul, you lose. That is how it goes out here. Another holiday win for Rajiv Nagayich. And speaking of Rajiv Nagayich, you can see him today at 1 p.m. at the Federal Way campus. They're having a seminar, so be sure to check that out. And how much is it, by the way? How much is it, Rajiv? Is it free? Is it free? It's free. Oh, my goodness. Do check it out. 1 p.m. today, Federal Way. Thanks so much for joining us on this edition of Aging Options. And as Rajiv always says, Age on, everyone. <laughs>